0: Good evening and welcome back to Stay Out of My Crease. This is Season 2, Episode 47. Today is Tuesday, December 12, 2017. Um, apologize for last week. I had kind of a pet emergency come up and um, had my dog at the vet, so I didn't get home in time enough to do the show and I was taking care of my moose. And um, So I want to apologize for the short notice and welcome back and we're glad to be back. Uh, if you want to call in and join tonight's discussions, you can call in at 646 668 8467. We also have an email address, which is stayoutofmycrease at gmail.com. So you can always email us questions, complaints, comments, improvements, critiques, whatever you feel like. Um, we're also on Facebook, so all you need to do is just go to Facebook and um, look up in the search bar for Stay Out of My Crease. And then we are available for download after the show on iTunes as well as Radio AFS, which is our host station. And you can just use the same link that is pinned to the top of the page. It's usually there until the weekend, and then I change the links out so that you guys have the link for this week's show. If you are outside of the United States, in Canada, Norway, Russia, Ireland, France, Germany, wherever you may be, and you'd like to call in and talk to us, if you have a smartphone, you can download the Skype app and you can use that just to make a free phone call. Um, If you need further direction, feel free to email the stayoutofmycrease at gmail.com or you can message the Facebook page. We are also um, have our new website, which is stayoutofmycrease.com. And I do upload the previous week or the most recent podcast up there. It's on SoundCloud so that you can find it if you happen to miss a portion of the show. Um, I know it's been two weeks now and I apologize, but I hope everybody enjoyed having Mark Kelly on as much as we did. Mark will be on again with us later um, in the month, if not in the first of the year. So if you missed him the first time, you can always catch him on our show. And uh, that's about it. I know everybody's fiending for college hockey talk because it's been a while. Um, You know, I've had a lot of compliments about our college hockey segment. So we will spend probably a lot of time on that tonight and um, answer your questions. And we will also, um, you know, do a little bit on the NHL. We got some really good questions that I do want to hit tonight. But as always, the show is a hockey show for fans, by hockey fans. So you can feel free to call in and talk about your club, whether it's college, NHL, AHL, or even Canadian Hockey League. That's what this show is all about. Even if you want to talk about a local pond tournament, because I'm sure the ponds are frozen up north now. Um, If you tried to skate on a pond around here, you'd fall right through. But that's Maryland for you. So without further ado, I'm going to bring my wonderful co-host, Jimmy, on. Good evening. Oh, good evening.
1: I know you were thrilled that you got a little bit of snow, and then it melted all, all the, you know, right away, and it's like the
2: next you know, day. It,
1: it, the snow is not necessarily a cute thing, like you think it is there in Maryland. Um, you know, when it when it starts to snow sometime in the, you know October or November, and it, you know you still have the same snow on the ground in in April or May, it's it's not as cute as as you tend to think it is. But uh, but yeah, the, the the ponds are frozen over. The the rinks the rinks are all iced up now. and it, it's we have we haven't been above above freezing now for a week and a half or so. So, um, or two weeks, it, it's pretty much been snowing every day here. So it's it's hockey weather, you know. And 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 that and that's the beauty of living in Minnesota is that you you know you you get that weather and if you're a hockey player or a hockey fan, you know, you have a lot more, you have a lot more outlets and a lot more things you get to do um, than probably in Maryland. Um, You know, you got your four rinks in Maryland that are indoors and that's probably about it. So
0: (laughs) maybe four, we might even only have two here. I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) I I know of two offhand. Um, There's one in Frederick and then there's one in Rockville as well, but I'm, I'm, I would have to actually look it up to see where the rinks are in Maryland that's that known here. Um, but, you know, it, well, it's uh, really interesting. There's probably,
1: there's probably a handful in Baltimore.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I try to not go there. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: you live on the west side of, of, of Maryland. I do. The west side. Um, you, you don't really associate with Baltimore, but that is kind of like part of your state too, so.
0: Yeah, it is. It is, um, and I, I just am not a big city person. Um, so I, I like living out here in the country in the mountains, and um, you know, I'm very close to West Virginia, and I love it. it. It's it's a different it's a different part of Maryland. Like you've been here, you know how it is. It, it's so much different when you're in where I live as opposed to where you may fly in in Baltimore. Um, oh I, you know. I it it
1: was a it's a rat race when you fly into either Baltimore or or D C and then then suddenly you just kinda of cross over that line where it just it just becomes, you know beautiful. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's, it does. No longer, it's no longer big tall buildings. It it suddenly becomes, you know, you know, very, very lush and very green and um at least when I'm there, it I don't know what color it is now, but um
0: it's orange. It, 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 <laughs> We still have orange trees,
1: <laughs> yeah well, we don't we don't have a whole lot of those we don't have a whole lot of leaves left on the trees here, but uh,
0: oh, right, yeah. anyway,
1: so um hockey, <laughs> yes, <laughs> not weather,,
0: that's what we are all about, isn't it? <laughs> what an interesting to, I weekend
1: i had I was on just a hockey just. Fixed this weekend. I got to watch so many hockey games and so many good quality hockey games, and a lot of them were college. And it was just, it was amazing. It it was so fun, and it makes you realize, you know, just how much fun the college game is.
0: Right. Oh yeah. You had um what Saint Cloud State and North Dakota that you watched. Um, you had the Gophers this week. And they yeah, played
1: Ohio, Ohio State. State. Right. Right, those were all ranked games and then and then I got to watch the Wisconsin game, um, against St. Cloud State. State. Um and for the girls. And then um and, and that was amazing. I mean it the 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 thing that I mean, they won one to nothing in the game that I watched and the thing that makes Wisconsin so good is, you know, number one they have they have outstanding goaltending again. But they, the whole system um, that that Mark Johnson has in place there, you know, Badger Bob's kid, um, right. that he has in place there, um, they just don't make mistakes. They play mistake-proof hockey, you know, it's so they can win a one nothing game. They had like 40 shots on goal or something like that against the St. Cloud goaltender. You know, you, you can't fault her at all for, you know, giving up one goal after all that, but... Um, right, You know, get the number one team in the country. You know, I mean, it, it was a fun game to watch. And it wasn't, you know, a lot of times you, you look at a one nothing game and it's like, oh, that's, you know, that was probably a boring game and nothing. Had. No, there was like 60, 70 shots on net. And, you know, goalt- both goaltenders were playing really well. Um, so, you know, Campbell, Campbell for Wisconsin, I think she only had like uh, 16 or 17 shots that she stopped. But there was a lot of stops out in front of her and uh and you know it, it the the women's college hockey game is just an amazing game to watch and i keep telling people over and over again if you get a chance to watch it watch it <laughs> because right. it is just it is just so much fun it's so fast it's you know it, it it's faster than the NHL it's faster than you know men's men's juniors or men's um uh hockey college hockey it's it's so fast because you don't have that mucking up across the boards. You know, you, everything's played out in the center of the ice. And it's just one end to the other. And it's just it's just fun.
0: Right. And I believe in that game, um, Sam Kogan was the only person – well, she was the only person that scored. And that was within the first six or seven minutes of the game. And that was all the scoring <laughs> for that game. Right. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, but but there what there were plenty of really good scoring chances. It was like, you know, you know, it were it should have been a goal. Or it could have been a goal, you know. I mean, that could have been an 8 to 8 to 6 game or 8 to 7 game or whatever, you know. One of those, you know, high-scoring games if it wasn't for the play of the defense at the very end of the play or the goaltending, you know. So, Right.
0: Yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah, the Huskies' defense was the start of the game from what I heard. I didn't get to watch it, but they really did shut down, for the most part, Wisconsin. And, um, you know, that's that's one of the things that I had read is how good the Huskies' defense really was in that game.
1: Well, and they were they were giving up shots, but they were giving up shots, you know, way to the outside. They weren't giving up, giving up anything to the inside. Um, so... It would. There were bad angle shots for the most part, and I'm uh, not taking anything away from the goaltender because you know she played really, really well. Um, and you know she came out and she did. Um, you know, I, I, I forget exactly. I, I know it was over thirty. I don't. I don't have that exact number off the top of my head, but I, I, I know she made just a ton of saves. And but a lot of that was the defense pushing the um, pushing the Badgers out to the outside, which they're not used to having happen to them. So right. um it was is really good and St. Cloud State's not rated um No, they're not. Or, but you know they played they played a wonderful game, you know, on the one that I saw. So
0: right. um Yeah, unfortunately Saturday they fared a little worse cuz they lost 3 to nothing.
1: Yeah, well, but, they, yeah, they didn't score at all at home, but you know there was a lot of that, you know, moral victory kind of thing, you know, because right, they're,
2: they're exactly.
1: not, they're not, they're not that good of a club, and they're not. They're, it's going to take them a while to get up to that level, and they will. And um, you know, as college hockey continues to grow, Saint Cloud State's, you know, one of the target programs now that you know gals want to go to if they want to be the, the best player on the ice, and there's a lot of that, right. so.
0: Yeah, the other interesting game um, this weekend on the women's side for me was the Clarkson at Union game. For the majority of the game, um, Union had held Clarkson at bay. And in the third period, Clarkson finally found their skates and ended up putting four up in the the third period. So they ended up winning five to one. But it was from what I had read and – you know, everything that I've heard, it was a very close game until Clarkson broke it open. So I thought, and union again is another unranked team that was playing number three.
1: Right. Well, and then they took care of them on Clarkson took care of them on, uh, on Saturday, but you know, right. it, it, you know, anybody can be anybody at any time. You know, you, you look, um, another, another good series was the Minnesota, Minnesota Duluth series. I mean, um, Oh yeah. I mean that was good. Um it was it was um at Ritter um in you know for Minnesota. Um but Duluth won the shootout and beat the Gophers on um Friday night and then And then the Gophers <laughs> ended up
0: winning Saturday five to nothing. <laughs> Yeah, they were
1: like, we want no part of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. We
0: had enough scare for once. <laughs> Let's just move on. I I
1: right? guess
0: I should just, well, you know, start saying on our show, I like upsets because they tend to happen when I ask for them. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I was actually talking to um a guy in one of my groups earlier this week and um he's got tickets to see the penn state women play um after the first of the year after the christmas break so i told him i said you know why don't you call into the show and give us a, a rundown on um you know how it was at the game what the atmosphere was like and everything so i'm excited um i don't think penn state played this weekend
1: no I don't on the women's side uh, and that's 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 a team that's you know that's growing, um, just just like the men's side. It, it'll take them a couple of years to get going,
0: and uh, right.
1: But it, it's good that they have
0: a team. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, there is really no shakeup in the women's rankings again this week. Um, Wisconsin's still your unanimous number one. Um, they've Drink. only lost one game. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're 21-1 and 0. And that's just crazy to me. Like, they're just that good. And then um, Boston College is still number two. Clarkson's still number three. Colgate's four. Cornell's five. Minnesota six. And Ohio State is seven. Um, Providence and Robert Morris, or Providence is tied eighth, and then um, Robert Morris is. I'm sorry, they are. Providence is eighth, and Robert Morris is nine, and Saint Lawrence is ten. So there, there was really no shakeups from even the last couple of weeks. It's always been Wisconsin, Boston College, Clarkson. <laughs>
1: Right. Well, I and mean, that's kind of how it should be right now. The way the teams are playing. Um, uh, you, you were talking about, you know, the the impressive record of being twenty. What is it? 21,
0: 21 one and twenty one.
1: Twenty yeah. 21,
0: um, it, one and one. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty
1: one. One and one. Oh. <laughs> I that brings me back to the days of um, when um, uh, Amanda Kessel was playing for the Gophers and. Um, I can't think of her name. Her nickname was Pronger with a ponytail because she was just that dynamite defenseman. Um, But um, they went through and they finished um, one year winning the last, like, 14 or 15 games in a row, and then they went the whole next season undefeated. And then they didn't lose until, um, I think it was the conference. They they ended up, they, they broke the record that UCLA had for most consecutive UCLA men's basketball, for most consecutive um, wins in a row. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's but it's that it's that never having a bad game, and then it's also having you know the, the best players in, in the country on your team <laughs> that helps. Right. Um, but that was you know that was several years back. That was back when, oh, college college women's hockey was just starting to grow. Um, you know, it really hadn't grown out East at all. Um, still really hasn't. It's picking up some now. Um, you know, we're, you know, pretty much every year it was either, um, Wisconsin or Minnesota or Minnesota Duluth that would win the, the, the championship And uh, Minnesota went on a really good run there. Um, right after Duluth went on a really good run right after Wisconsin went on a really good run. So, you know, you know, a lot of it has to do with recruiting and, you know, and at that point, the gals didn't have anything where they could go and do anything after, um, college. And, and now they have a lot more opportunities and, and that the, pro- the professional level is, you know, is growing. And I think that's going to be fun. And I think that's going to be interesting to see how, um, how that's going to influence how the the college game is played because they're going to have um, gals that are, you know, used to be that they would go to wherever they wanted to go, you know, after they played high school hockey, they would go play wherever they wanted to play, you know, or mm-hmm. they wouldn't even play. And now that they have, you know, the potential option of, you know, the salaries are getting higher and higher every year because the ratings are getting better and better and the leagues are getting bigger and bigger. So, you know they're they're already talking expansion for for both leagues and they're still considering the the merger of both the the women's professional leagues so oh wow I think that I think that would be the best thing if they just merge them together you know and you know and you know so the the thing that I get pushed back on with a lot of the people that I talk to around here about about women's college hockey or women's professional hockey is that, you know, there's only four teams. And I said, well, right. I think they're expanding to six. And, and I said, well, you know, the NHL only had six teams for 50 years.
0: Right. <laughs> it's true. So you the, know, don't, the next expansion was 1967. So. Right.
1: Right. So, you know, don't get don't get too down on the fact that they're only starting with four. They're only two behind the men. So right. and I'm pretty sure they're gonna expand more than uh than two in the next fifty years. So
0: Right. because yeah, you only have what, the Metropolitan Riveters, the Connecticut Whale, the Buffalo Buttes, and the Boston Pride, I think are the four teams in the uh the NWHL. Um, right. I the, know
1: there's the Canadian Women's Hockey League too, which has uh,
0: right.
1: Hong Kong, <laughs> which that right. gets in there. But that works.
0: It works. Yeah, it works. It works. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it's interesting because I was just reading about Amanda Kessel. I think it was last year, and she signed the largest contract with the NWHL. Um, I believe she plays with the River, or the uh, Metropolitan Riveters. I believe so. I think
1: she does. Yeah. I think she does. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, but, and I'm still under the belief that she's better than her brother Phil. And, yeah, I you know, was getting ready that's to
0: that's say it. that. Get out of my mind. <laughs> 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 I was like, right now we need somebody, you know. So could she come play with Phil? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Phil's actually our best player on the ice rate. I won't dog him. Promise. Well, um, and he
1: has been for the last last couple three years for Pittsburgh. I know. Nobody knows that it isn't. You know. They they forget how good he is because he's living in that Malkin and, and um. Crosby shadow. Right. I think he likes living in that shadow. I think he likes not having the president.
0: I think so, because when he was the guy in Toronto, he didn't necessarily have the best um, publicity with the media up in Toronto, and I I think he kind of likes being that um, underappreciated player more so than being, quote-unquote, the man. Um, But he is definitely appreciated. I, I can vouch for my fan base on
1: that much um but yeah well, and, amanda you know, castle for, well for back to phil though i mean him coming out he was he was a madison madison wisconsin kid and you know for him not to go to the university of wisconsin but go to the university of minnesota instead and just the success that he had his his freshman year i mean he just he He hit the ice like he had been playing, like he was a senior. Um, Oh, wow. It was was like first game, second game. He looked like he was polished. And then, you know, then Toronto's like, okay, you're not playing there anymore. You're coming to us. And that was it. You know, so, I mean, he was a 20-year-old kid when he got to Toronto. He didn't know what was going on. He didn't, you know, um, he uh, he wasn't prepared for that much of a jump that fast. You know, he, right. he was like 20, you know, so that was difficult for him. And I, I think that when he got into um, into Pittsburgh and then he finally got to relax and not have to be that player, then he became the player that he was supposed to be. And that's what that's what you're that's what you're seeing in Pittsburgh. And, you know, there's there's a lot of players that are that way that, you know, get drafted so high because they have. You know, and then they just can't live up to it because they're not ready for it yet.
0: Right. Yeah, Buffalo Sabres have a good kid on the Gophers right now, um, Casey Middlestad. You guys watch a little bit of him this weekend. I know you're enjoying having him in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't know how much longer he's going to actually play in Minnesota He's <laughs> He he was a man amongst boys he, when he played in high school. I watched him his, his junior and senior year, um, state tournaments, and he actually played in the uh, um, one of the outdoor tournaments too. And uh, he's he's just so good, and um, they just got to get some weight on that kid. And he just doesn't he does he's not he doesn't want to hit the weight room, and you know he's like, well, last time I checked, you know. Uh, uh, a, a dumbbell never you know, scored a goal. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> once he <clears throat> once once he grows into his body and becomes a bigger player, I, I think he's like two oh five right now. And you know, if he gets up to two fifteen, two twenty, you know, on that I think he's six three. Um I mean, he's just gonna be phenomenal. And just the way he skates, the way he sets things up, um he he just plays at a different level than everybody else does and it's it's got to be frustrating for him you know and he's just a freshman but you know he's he's the best player out on the ice every time he goes out there and you know it's got to be frustrating for him to go you know uh, come on you're supposed to be here you're supposed to be there you you know why don't why can't you see this you know because the game just the game slows down for the better players
0: Right. It does. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that you had noticed is that he's struggling a little bit on face-offs is what you had said.
1: Right. Well, and that, I mean, there's certain things that you have to learn. And you, what you can get away with in high school, you know, is in as opposed to what you get away with in, you know, in high-level college play is, you know, is different. Um, He'll, but he'll, he'll figure it out, you know? I mean, right. You know, <laughs> they're <laughs> coaching. Trust me. They're, they're, they want him to do well. On stops, so.
0: Right. Yeah. They want him to do well so that he can go on and move with his career. And, you know, unfortunately for, you know, Gopher fans, they're gonna, they're so used to losing all these good players within a year or two, because they are just that good. It's uh it's, not a bad thing, but I mean, it is when you want to win and you keep uh, rotating, but Minnesota seems to have at least really good luck with finding great talent and, you know, making that rotation go a little bit smoother and they, they don't really seem to struggle as much as same other clubs would if they lost their top players on a yearly basis
1: well if you look if you look at I mean, I'm not going to get too much in because farmer will get really upset if I get too much into Minnesota but um <laughs> if you look if you look at the at the rankings national rankings for high school high, hockey teams um, of the top thirty the twenty seven or twenty eight of them are from Minnesota I, I mean that's just the way it is um so and every kid that that is growing up in Minnesota wants to play for the Gophers. So if you're the best kid in the state and the Gophers want you, you're going. You know, if you're an average kid and the Gophers want you, you're going. Um so I mean it's a it's a built in recruiting thing. Um the bad part is that you know, they have one one and done's and two and dones and it it's really hard to maintain that you know, that veteran you know, you don't have juniors and seniors that are really good because if your juniors and seniors were really good, they would have left as freshmen or sophomores. So, right. Yeah.
0: But, but they're,
1: also, they're also really good. They're they're like they're it's a really good training thing. Um, Boston University's kind of become that same thing um, out there with the with the um, Massachusetts kids because uh, they're getting better and better out there too. And, you know, you get a lot of number one draft picks that are playing on your team, but they're not playing for very long. And so you have to adjust to that, you know, as opposed to, um, like, when I watched the St. Cloud State um, North Dakota series this this last weekend, um, there's not a whole lot of, like, high-level, you know, first, second-round talent on that team. But there's a lot of um, upperclassmen on on those teams. And that makes them really good um, because they've been playing for a long time and they've been playing together for a long time. And, you know, sometimes that's what you need. You know, I mean, this, this is a good year for St. Cloud State. I mean, they could make the tournament and they could, you know, do well in the tournament this year. I mean, they're ranked number one right now. And, and the second time this year, and I don't remember the last time that St. Cloud State was ranked number one. Well, probably back since Herb Brooks coached the, the team. Right.
0: Which has been a while.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, sticking here with the Big Ten on the men's side, whoever thought that Notre Dame coming into the Big Ten would be on a 13-game win streak right now and against quality teams? You know, um, they just road-swept Wisconsin. Three to two and six to
1: two. Well and <laughs> eight minutes Minnesota, too, you know. So it's right. uh, well it's all at home. But um Notre Dame's a good team. They've been a good team for a while. They just kinda got stuck mired in a conference that didn't really suit them, you know. In I'm not bad hockey east, it's just that, you know, Notre Dame's a, a midwestern school and it works better for them to be in in the Midwest with, you know, Ohio right. State and Michigan, Michigan State, you know, Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin or whatever. Um, so it made, it made, and Penn State's in there too. Sorry, I don't know. That's that okay. But, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's bus rides now instead of plane trips. And right. that's a big thing. It's a big difference. And um, right. they've been, and Penn State's always been, uh, uh, Notre Dame's always been really good um just not above that level and yeah. i think that the level of competition that they're playing against now on a on a weekly basis is is better than it was before um right and here's the, f- the bottom end of the conference is Michigan and Michigan State and you know Michigan's won like 11 national championships so Michigan's not a bad club so
0: right no they're not they're not <laughs> Um, here's an interesting fact for you. I know you like when I pull these out, but, um, you know, Notre Dame is clearly at home in the Big Ten. And the Irish have faced five of their six league opponents, and they have beaten them all every single time. And they've outscored the conference opponents 33 to 13. <laughs> so I, I think the Big Ten's a good fit for them, <laughs> honestly.
1: Oh, wait, it was. Well, exactly. And, you know, if you look back at the schedules, you know, over the last, like, you know, say, five, six years, um, Minnesota's always played Notre Dame and Michigan usually plays Notre Dame. And uh, I think Wisconsin was always playing Notre Dame, too. So they were always playing their non-conference against, quote unquote, Big Ten teams. So, you know, it it made sense because they're already playing them anyway. So it made sense for them to move into the conference, but nobody expected them to rattle off this many wins in a row. And, you know, it, it's fun. I I love it when, you know, when a, a team jumps into a conference and says, hello, I'm here. We're, I'm better than you guys. So, you yeah, know, it's, it's, it's fun, you know, and, and it's not like the big 10 conferences not isn't very good. You know, you, you know, you've got Minnesota, you've got Ohio state, you've got Wisconsin, you know, um, and even Penn State I think is ranked now too. So um you've got some good ranked teams in that conference and uh, right. you know it's probably going to be possibly three maybe four teams from that conference of five or seven I mean that <laughs> makes it into the tournament and that's that's just weird.
0: It is weird isn't it? It's just it's mind blowing. I mean, you know, who who would have ever thought and Notre Dame is ten zero and zero in the conference. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. And the next closest to them is Ohio State, and they're at five four and one.
1: Right. Well, because that's <laughs> usually what—that's usually the way that conference has always been—is everybody beats up beats up on everybody else, and Minnesota kind of just takes it at the end by like a point or two. And, right. Uh, and so, just just the way that, but if, if you watch Notre Dame play. It's not smoke and mirrors. I mean, they're that no, good. No, it's you know.
0: not. I had. I loved watching them. What was it last week? I think they were on um, one of my alternate channels last week. Not this past weekend, but the weekend that we were off. And um, I'm trying to think of who they played.
1: They were playing Minnesota. But
0: that's it. That's right. They were playing Minnesota, and I was just mind blown because I know Minnesota's not a pushover team that just you know isn't very good. I know from you their history, and watching Notre Dame was just like, holy crap, who the heck is this team? You know, <laughs> it's like wow. But yeah, I actually um, I have a Big Ten Network channel. And they, I guess I'm closer to when Penn state doesn't play, they play Notre Dame games for me. So, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thanks. They, I couldn't they, remember who I was watching play, but I knew it was somebody good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, on well, the big 10 network, they, they, um, when the marquee matchups come up and there's a lot of them now, so they're getting more and more. And now that football is pretty much over, um, You'll see it'll be they've kind of they'll they'll space out the during the conference play they'll be playing on Friday Saturday and Sunday that way they can get all the games in so you'll be you'll get probably two games on Friday one or two games on Saturday and then a game on Sunday um, or possibly even two games on Sunday depending upon how that works out um, so you'll get a lot you'll get a lot more college hockey now if, if you have the Big Ten network then Than before and Like I said it's fun because they're They're all good teams right now And you know they're playing They're
0: playing at a high level so They really are I was just Like I said I was shocked that Notre Dame has swept You know their conference right now and um, I guess we should kind of Explain for people who aren't Unfamiliar with college hockey that The schedule is really starting to thin out Because they do take a Christmas break Or a holiday break Whichever you celebrate,
1: well, they do that, and then um you'll you'll see that because they come up with um, they don't play as many games now from this point on, and they don't play as many games in the first part of January because a lot of kids are not in college, um, not in school, so um, right they try, they try to you know they try to set the schedule so that they're they're playing more when the kids are in school than they are when they're not so
0: yeah because i know like um west wisconsin and buckeyes they don't play again until the weekend of december 29th and 30th and some clubs are not playing until january those
1: are right and a lot of those are tournaments too you know they're not really playing you know conference or regular you know they're playing holiday tournaments or what have you so um So not a whole lot of things will shake up in the major conferences in the next, you know, couple, three weeks. But um,
0: But it gives us a good chance to catch up (laughs) from being off last week (laughs) and having Mark on the week before. Um, You know, I I feel bad because I know we have a lot of college fans. And um, so, yeah, I mean, like this week I'm looking and um, there's only, like, Five games on Friday, maybe 10 at the most on Saturday for the men's side. And there's really no big matchups. But I did want to let everybody know, because we had talked about this, I think, last year um, in one of our earlier episodes. 'cause we're talking about college hockey, I didn't know if you knew that Mary Lemieux's um son Austin Lemieux finally picked what college he's going to to play hockey and what college is that Arizona state
1: <laughs> really Why? yeah
0: he he chose I Ar- i don't know i just uh, <laughs> i happened to see that the other day that um next year will be his freshman year at Arizona State, which is good this
1: for is them must have decided he wanted to go someplace warm,
0: right, <laughs> I mean it's great 41. having it's well, great he, for Arizona he, you know, State.
1: well, it is, and you know and maybe that's what they need the impetus that they need to get into a conference, you know because they're not they're the independent and uh right you no know, maybe maybe somebody will pick them up just for that factor, the you know the Lemieux right. factor, should be good,
0: yeah it definitely be something we can you know, I would keep an eye on personally. But um I, I just thought it was really interesting that Arizona State was the uh the college that he decided to go to.
1: That's weird. He must not be very good.
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. Not all kids take after their dads. Come on. <laughs>
2: right.
0: Not everybody can be Brett and Bobby Hall, okay? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So um but yeah, I mean I I was fascinated that he finally chose the college to go to and it was Arizona State and I'm like, "Well, that's interesting because that's a unranked team in a independent division." And um okay, but I mean it could definitely be good. I mean, it's definitely going to get Arizona State's hockey program some publicity, which is never a bad thing.
1: Mhm. Um, well, I'm playing there. He'll probably go four years too, so that'll that'll give him an opportunity to, you know, put that program on the map if he can. So.
0: Right. Yep. And then, you know, as you alluded to, um, St. Cloud State's number one in the rankings, and that, like you said, that's it's been a while since they've done that. Denver's number two. Notre Dame's number three. Clarkson's number four. And Cornell rounds out the top five north Dakota is yeah, six, I, and Minnesota still, state still, is seven.
1: yeah, I still don't see clarkson and 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 the Cornell or Colgate uh, both of those and you, it's cornell the conf- yeah, the conference that they're playing in is is so weak that it, it it it's unfortunate because um they're gonna be ranked really high but but come tournament time they're not gonna be it, it, it's that same thing that happens every year that you get, um, cause they're in the ECAC and you get, um, you get high rankings because you don't lose, but right. at the same time, you're not playing anybody. So yeah, the schedule is just horrid, you know, whereas you look right. at a team like St. Cloud state. I mean, they're playing the Denver's they're playing the North Dakotas. They're playing the Duluths, you know, they're playing them every week. And, uh, you know, for them to continue to win at the rate that they've been winning, you know, I mean, they were ranked number two in, in North Dakota is, is, was five, and, you know, they took both games, and you know, Grand One was in overtime, but um, that was, you know, that was fun hockey to watch, and good hockey to watch, and quality hockey to watch, and, and you're playing against another team that is at that same level, too. So, right. um you know, whereas, you know, and I I don't want to diminish too much, you know, the other conferences besides the NCHC, but that's clearly the, that's clearly
0: the um,
1: the elite, the central you know. division,
0: of <laughs> the NHL. <laughs> no offense, because um, it is it, it's a fun it's a fun conference to watch. Um, you know, you brought up a good point about Clarkson. Um, they played a home and home series this weekend with Saint Lawrence um who is I don't think they're ranked at all um on the men's side. And they they swept them. I mean it was uh it was a fairly easy, you know, game for them not to be like ignorant or anything, but um, you know, sticking with the ECAC, Quinnipiac is just floundering. They are just struggling in all aspects of the game the last few weekends. Um, the Bobcats were actually swept at home by Maine over the weekend, and the well, sad the thing was
1: bears, the, bears, the bears aren't that bad though. I mean, Maine has had some pretty good teams. They won some. They've won a couple of national championships, if not, you know, if I'm not mistaken. Um, right. So, it's, and and px is is one of those teams, and Chris will correct me when I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> but they're one of those teams that that that. Kind of builds in cycles they're good for a couple of years and they're not so good for a couple of years and then they're good for a couple right. of years you know as they build up their upper you know the lower classmen to be upper classmen and they just they can't consistently recruit because you know people people don't want to go there you know <laughs> so um and and that's not a knack on the university or anything like that it's just you know if you're You know, if you're a top 50 hockey player, that's not one of your top destinations. You know, your top destinations are going to be like North Dakota or, or Wisconsin or, you know, Notre Dame or Boston University or Boston College. You know, those kind, those kinds of. That's where you're going to want to go. You know, and if if you don't get an offer from those guys, then you're going to get to Quinnipiac, and then kudos to the coaching staff that's there because they coach them up. And those kids are, by the time they graduate, they're they're phenomenal players, but they don't get that freshman class that comes in and makes a difference for the most part.
0: Right. Right. Um, I I think the, the biggest heartbreak for Quinnipiac fans this past weekend was the fact that they were actually winning at one point, I believe like three to nothing. And, um, I think this was on Friday night too, but they ended up losing seven to four because the Black Bears, oh, the Black Bears came back and they outshot the Black Bears fifty-four shots on goal to thirty, and they still lost seven to four.
1: Fifty-four shots on goals, really?
0: Wow. Yes. Yeah. Quinnipiac had fifty-four shots on goal. Wow. Talk about, um, you know, no puck luck. <laughs> That's Right. That's terrible. But I mean, it, it's, it, I think that's where everybody is like, you know, oh my gosh, this team is struggling. And, you know, they're giving up leads like they did on Friday night. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and then on Saturday, I believe they lost like three to three to one or something like that. I can't remember. Um, But yeah, it was just, it was one of those games where like, you know, you thought Quinnipiac was going to have it and then they they ended up blowing the lead and losing seven to four. So, Hmm. yeah. And then, um, excuse me. I'm still recovering from my bronchitis. That's terrible.
2: Right.
0: But yeah, I mean, it was just, I think they're like Quinnipiac's on a four-game losing streak now, or maybe they have four wins. I don't remember, but they're they're just struggling, and um, thankfully they're going on break, so they can they can relax a little bit more and get back to uh, their winning ways.
1: <laughs> well, well, and, and a lot of people, a lot, a lot of are on break. Right? So, you know, they're not necessarily on break, but they're, you know, they're not playing games and, you know, and a lot of optional practices and stuff like that, you know, and finals are are coming, you know, this, but some of them were last week and some of them were this week and, uh, you know, then they get the holiday break. So there won't be as much college, you know, going on
2: right.
1: in the next few weeks, you know, a couple, three, four weeks. So, But, you know, come, you know, come probably mid January is when when it's going to really heat heat up again. So that should be fun.
0: Right. Yeah, it definitely should be. Um, I I, I always look forward to after the first of the year because that seems to be when college hockey really starts getting even more fun to watch because you know the push for March is coming. And these teams want to make the Frozen Four tournament. You know, they want to be able to win the conference or, you know, get selected to go. And I, I really enjoyed last year after the first of the year.
1: Well, and it was really fun for you last year too, because you, you know it was more of a. Um, you were following it more closely than probably you, you had, had ever have because um, Air Force was in it, and mm-hmm. you were just you were just like, okay, we got to if we don't win, are we still going to get in? You know, if we don't win our conference tournament, you know, are we still going to get in? You know, because in the Atlantic, you know, it's, it's usually just um, the conference champion that gets in. So, um, but Air Force was playing so well that they got in anyways. So, um, but that made it, you know, that made it real, you you know, they, they kind of put that little, um, I don't know, uh, bug in your ear, so to speak, where you were like, I'm actually following this now because I'm I'm interested in this because I have a horse in this race, and I've never had a horse in this race before, so now I'm right. learning why I have a horse in this race. So
0: Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm starting to see the progression because I remember watching the NHL draft last year going, oh, I remember he played for so-and-so, and I remember this, and You know, I was really excited when certain players got drafted because I was like, oh, I didn't think they were good enough to be drafted, but somebody thought they were good enough to be drafted in the fifth round, you know, so I was really excited. I was all into that last year and it's definitely Mm -hmm. a progression. Like, you know, I've heard you talk about watching so-and-so play high school hockey and then, so he then he played for, you know, this college, and now he's in the NHL. And, you know, I remember talking to you on the phone, and you're like, oh, I remember when he played for um, North Dakota. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Right. And he's like, yeah, I used to watch him play high school too. Speaking of right. high school hockey, when does that start up there?
1: It's already started. Has it? Yeah. Well, i was not sure either. if it was. Because well, I for, wasn't sure we, when your
0: football programs ended.
1: Yeah, they pretty much ended. So, um, And it kind, of, they, they kind of overlaps with hockey um, just because of arenas. Because um, they, they won't allow it. The, they don't let them play outdoors. Right. So they have to play indoors. So it's scheduling things. So.
0: Oh, huh, makes sense. But you know what? All of the hockey arenas here
1: in the state, Or hockey arenas, right? They don't have concerts in there. They don't play basketball in there. (laughs) Yeah,
2: you you could have
1: a you could have a town of four thousand people that has a hockey arena, and that's all that arena is for is playing hockey. So
0: right, yeah, yep. So, yeah, I was
1: just looking over the schedule the kids play outside, though. I mean, they're, they're you know, they hit the rinks outside. Um, I saw kids skating this week, so, I mean, it's.
0: You know, it's part. actually cold enough here tonight to put a rink in my backyard, and it would probably freeze, but then it would yeah, melt tomorrow, it, so it, it, it would be a It'll all hit. over your
1: backyard. Tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yep. So it's yeah, looking was, over was, the.
1: I was looking over your uh, over the weather, and I because cause you said it was going to get cold there tonight, and uh, and right. um, I think that the low temperature there tonight is going to be higher than the high temperature here today.
0: Ooh, huh? And everybody is walking around like it's you know freezing outside. You know they've got like seven or eight coats on, maybe five pairs of socks. Oh, <laughs> Twenty degrees is cold. It's cold. It doesn't matter where
2: you're It's cold. Yeah. And we
0: we have some really gusty winds tonight, too. Because, you know, I live up here near the mountains and in the valley. Actually, I live in a valley. And um, I was so afraid because the wind was just chucking out there. And I'm like, oh, man, I hope it just keeps my internet on so I can do the show. Um, Because, you know, that wind is no joke tonight. At all, I've seen Christmas decorations going down the road. So <laughs> um, <laughs> people are going to have to chase their decorations tomorrow. Um, but, you know, I was looking over the schedule for this week, and like I said, on the men's side, it's, you know, very slim pickings. And same with the the ladies' side. Um, I believe only Minnesota and Bemidji State play on the women's side, um, Ohio State, Mercyhurst, RIT, and Union and that's the only games on the women's side this week, this upcoming yeah. weekend.
1: Yeah, that gets it gets really um, scarce on on the women's side because there's not a much, not as much involved. Um, there are a right. couple of decent matchups um, on the men's side. Um, Alabama Huntsville's coming up to Minnesota State Mankato, and that should be right. fun. But
0: yeah, cause because you'll actually get to see them play.
1: Well, yeah, I will. And it'll be fun because um, the team coming up from Alabama has got to play in Minnesota. And <laughs>
0: and it's cold. <laughs> it's cold.
1: It's not cold in Alabama. I can tell you that much right now. But
0: uh... <laughs> Not as cold, at least. <laughs> they did get right. snow, so... Well, but, like my field, snow, but... it melted the next day <laughs> nah, I'm um,
1: still, I'll still be enjoying the same snow I have right now sometime in April, so
0: oh, I'm sure you will be. <laughs> I remember talking to you a long time ago when your your son was playing baseball in the snow, so <laughs> you yeah. remember that that was yeah. the end of April, early May mm-hmm. um. Yeah, one of the one of the matchups that kind of stuck out to me this weekend was Alaska Anchorage is coming to Bemidji State. So that should be a fight game.
1: Oh, that'll be fun. Bemidji's a really good team at home. Um, and I'll get that on the local cable network or whatever. But um, that'll be fun because um, it's a conference game. Um, the WCHA is the weirdest conference in college hockey. Because they have Alaska Anchorage and they have which is way up there north north northwest. And then they have um Alabama Huntsville. Which right. is southeast. So it's yeah. like holy cow. You know, how how far <laughs> away are we gonna get with these, you know? But um no, but anyway, no, that should that should be good. Um both those teams are kinda of borderline, um as to whether or not, you know, it, and it could be one of those, you know, one of those series because they're playing both Friday and Saturday night. It could be right. one of those series where, you know, if if a team can get a sweep, you know, that could maybe, you know, start to influence some, you know, some pollsters and some judges as to whether or not, you know, they're good enough to make it. But WCHA is not the conference it used to be. Um, but with Minnesota, Minnesota State doing so well, that kind of boosts that conference a little bit. So, um, the biggest thing for you know they they don't want to split, you know either Anchorage wins two or Bemidji State wins two, and that would help both of those both of those clubs actually, you know, right. towards getting maybe a, a bid. So
0: yeah, and then the other interesting matchup this weekend, which I, I'm wishing they would show on national TV. But in Plymouth, Michigan, Michigan State is taking on the U.S. Under-18 team in an exhibition game. So I think that should be fun to watch.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, and,
1: uh, that, will, <laughs> that would be interesting. But um, yeah. they're not going to do that. They're just playing that because, you know, the, um, they're trying to prep the kids for juniors. So,
0: right. and, and, and kudos
1: to Michigan State for playing that game. So, oh, yeah, um you know you know, cause, you know you you're always risking injury and you're risking you know, all kinds of things, so um, but to actually play that game um against you know, like I said, the junior team um or the under eighteen team, um you know that that you know that that speaks a lot is is to you know and Michigan state's not really that good, and they could probably lose to that team too, so you, you never know. <laughs> Oh. Great. <laughs> right.
0: Yep. Now, I, I know we had one listener. Well, we have two listener questions on the college side this past or from the last two weeks. And um, the first one came from Mary. She wanted to know what happened to um, Wisconsin, not this past weekend, but the weekend before where they, uh, they were upset on Friday night. Um, actually, that might be from a couple of weeks ago. Right. But um Well
1: and and you know and, and that happens, you know, and right. <clears throat> I touched on that a little bit earlier when I was talking about uh you know, when the Gophers made their run of I don't know how many games in a row it was, it was ridiculous, but um um you have an off night, you know, and you're not you're not always, you know, and especially when it's a team that you really think you should beat. That happens. Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then we do have another listener question, but Matt, we're going to get to your question next week um, because we actually have a, a little special show for next week. I'm not going to divulge any information yet because I'm going to post it on Facebook later this week so that everybody can participate in it. But that pretty much wraps up our college side. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back and take our phone calls and um, get into our listener questions for the NHL side. Um, So we will be right back here in a few.
3: At Midwest IT Support Help Desk, we believe that technology should support and enhance your organization's success, not constrain it. With our wide range of best-in-class services, we provide customized solutions that fit your unique IT needs. We're committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Midwest IT Support Help Desk is always available. Providing your organization with professional remote help desk support services you need, Midwest IT Support Help Desk will solve your technology issues day or night. Our IT staff ensures that your networking computers are up to date and ready for operation on a daily basis. Don't wait until problems occur. Let our organization solve them with our monitoring software, giving you the peace of mind you need. Let us do the worrying for you. Enabling your workforce with top-notch technologies isn't just important, but imperative for business success. This customizable solution allows your team to work seamlessly and collaboratively in a protected space. No matter what IT services you need, Midwest IT Support Help Desk will be there to support you every step of the way. Midwest IT Support Help Desk. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Please visit www midwest it support. com for more information or shoot us an email at helpdesk at midwest it com give us a call seven six five two three nine nine six six eight
0: all right we are back thank you guys for your patience so I'm gonna go ahead and take our phone call because they've been holding for a while and they probably missed us as much as we missed them last week Hi, you're on the air with Kim and Jimmy. Hey,
4: Kim and Jimmy, it's Lou. Hey, how
0: are you, Lou? All
4: right, you feeling better?
0: Um. Well, I wasn't sick, my dog was sick.
4: <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, I would probably still okay. done the show if I was sick, but yeah, my doggy needed me.
4: <laughs> well, it's, yeah. Well, anyway, um, you know, since the Devils made the trade with Anaheim, they have not been the same team.
0: No, they have not. Yeah. I, You know what? I have to admit, I talked to a devil's band about that, and they thought that Anaheim was getting the better end of that trade anyway. Really? Yeah. They they said that it was probably going to hurt New Jersey.
2: But so I just want Ben Lovejoy back. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: yeah. the vision so you,
4: is uh, turning up.
0: It is. It is. There is um, – it's just so, so tight right now in the metro, and actually, you know what? It's not just the metro; it's league wide. We do, um, in one of my groups, we do a pick 'em poll, and we pick, yes. we attempt to pick the winners every week, right, or every day for every game. Try. Right. Is well, this year, <laughs> right. Well, this year it seems like the teams that you expect to win, like Columbus, for tonight kind of expected columbus to beat the oilers but the oilers are like dominating columbus right now so these bipolar teams and these bipolar standings and how close everybody is is really messing with my picks this year (laughs) wow but you know if i could predict hockey i'd be pretty smart and really
1: rich (laughs) how you doing it's good to talk to you again it's been a couple weeks Um, thanks jimmy the thing the thing about Jersey and, and I I'm not I'm not jumping off that bandwagon yet. Um yeah, you got you have to remember that you know they haven't played as many games as anybody else. You know, they're right. You know, the only team that played less has played less games than them is Boston. So um you know, granted they haven't played that many good games recently. You know, they lost a couple. But they have one of the better road records um mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference. You know, they're just not playing very well at home. So I I, I kind of think that um you know, when and they've played a lot of games on on the road. So, you know, once they you get, you know, settled back in at home, yeah. I think Jersey's going to be just fine. And I, I don't, you know, I don't you lose a player here, you lose it, it's, you know, it's like losing a player to injury you know the only the only compensation yeah. is that you actually get somebody that can play well too that comes back so um i i am not you know i i've got jersey as is the um um second best team in the in the metro right now and according to my um, graphics so <laughs>
0: Yeah, and more interesting, the top two teams are actually playing each other tonight with Tampa Bay and uh, St. Uh-huh. Louis. And Tampa Bay is actually up one to nothing in the third. Which, uh-huh. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's just been so tight. I look through the standings, and I'm like, okay, you know, I look through the standings, and it's kind of like, okay, so um, between Carolina and Columbus and the Metro, there's 10 points. And then, um, you know, Tampa Bay and Buffalo, that's probably the biggest gap, and that's 22 points between those two. Um, There's only 14 points between St. Louis and Colorado. And then, um, of course, Arizona and LA are pretty far apart because LA has 43 points and Arizona only has 19.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Arizona, right. It's lucky to win games. Uh, but you know in the, in that St. Louis um, um game, Bolt um, game? Peter Angelo, Yeah, Peter An- Peter Angelo is gone. He's he's out he's hurt. So I mean that's going to affect right. that team tremendously. Oh so, yeah. At least for the next oh, F- couple of games so they can figure that out.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, But Tampa Bay is also just no joke. I mean <laughs> those no, guys are scary. They are well, very
1: I scary. I, I think we all kind of talked about that at the beginning of the season, and we said, you know, if Tampa Bay can stay healthy, that's clearly the best team in the league, and they're proving right. it.
0: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Exactly. So, Lou, but your Rangers are doing pretty well. Yes,
4: that's what I'm saying. They're I finding mean, their they've... footing. Yeah, unfortunately, the Islanders are finding theirs too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's yeah. there's no love lost between those New York teams, are there? Never. <laughs> we yeah, take the rivalry would... very serious here. Kenny. Uh, we... <laughs> I know you guys do. It's kind of like we take the rival with the Flyers very seriously. Um, you mean it's the always liars? a good night when. Yeah, it's always a good night when the Flyers lose, right? Um, yeah. no. Oh, I'm definitely. Just <laughs> no, I, I
4: can I can agree with you more.
0: Right yeah pilot. no I was um that was a good game last night with you guys in Dallas. yeah that went to the we shootout just,
4: yeah that's what that's what did us in yeah
2: mm-hmm.
4: tightly defended game, we oh, tie the, it up uh late in the game and like oh yeah, and then they were just too strong for us,
1: yeah so the devil the devil's Kings game just went flying all that won five to, five to one, so yeah. You know, I have a good time. Los Angeles is no slouch, so, yeah, I mean,
4: no. I don't know. Yeah, if they, they beat us at, in the finals, didn't they?
1: I wouldn't, <laughs> start, <laughs> right, I wouldn't start digging the grave for the, for the Devils quite yet. So, um, they, they seem to be doing just fine. So,
0: Well, you know, yeah, Jimmy's near you. Yeah, Jimmy's theory is is that, okay, so we've gone two years without Chicago or L.A. winning a Stanley Cup. It's probably their year, one of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe.
4: Yeah, but we haven't won one since
0: 94. Yeah, I remember that year because I sat next to a guy in um, math class that had a Messier jersey, and he would <laughs> wear it. He would wear it every time the yeah. Pens and Rangers played, and I did not like him very much.
4: I wonder why.
0: Yeah, although I do like but, Messier, he was probably one of my favorite players.
4: I mean, I remember that. I remember that game. It's like even if you weren't there, if you were watching it, you felt like you were at that game. Really. Yes. Even if you weren't there to see him in person, if you were watching that game, you felt like you were right there.
0: Nice. Well, so I we're do. being kind of we're kind of being nostalgic here. So Lou, what is one of your ultimate favorite memories of a of the Rangers?
4: Well, I would say, um, of course, winning the cup. Um, number one, of course. I'll just have to say that um, when Gretzky came over to the team.
0: <laughs> that was a
4: big deal. Yeah. Uh, actually, well, one of my favorites is that I actually went to see a Rangers game in uh, 2006. Uh, we lost, but still it was nice to go see a game in person.
0: Oh, yeah, live games. There's nothing like a live game at all. But
4: it was free- it was freezing that night, and i like, oh, boy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I it well, was February, a live- you know. Yeah, in New York,
4: right? <laughs> yes. Not the only the hockey going, you freezing, freezing yourself off in the middle of winter in New York City in front of 18,000 <laughs> people.
0: Yeah. At least you know the arena was probably warmer than it was outside.
4: Uh, no. It actually was uh-huh. even worse. Oh, wow. It was about minus 10 outside New York, and the arena was about minus 30.
0: <laughs> that's a typical day for Jimmy in the winter. <laughs> yeah, that's Party. a good day for
1: Jimmy in the spring. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, it's it's fun here because you you know um, for the Wild home games you get you know obviously they sell out every game and uh, you go down Seventh Street and you know there's a the handful of bars that have really like really exploded since the Wild have gotten in there. Yeah. uh, So you go to the, you you know, if you go downtown to the game, um, you see the you see the gals in their shorts and tank tops uh, in the bars, and then they just walk across the street to the arena, and I'm like, that's got to be really cold, (laughs) but they do it. so they can't for
4: anything else, Or they don't care.
1: Oh, they don't care, you know. Well, they've got they enough care. antifreeze in them, so that they, they're okay, I guess. I don't know, but um, you yeah, know that that's always a fun thing. You know, it's like really <laughs> for some people <laughs> wearing
2: something
4: more than that. But you know, they don't. If you did that in this state, you'd be arrested. Probably. Yeah, it's a it's a federal offense in New York and New Jersey. For what? Um. To go uh just wear shirts into a bar in the middle of winter.
1: <laughs> Probably <laughs> is.
4: Also you are pure... arrested for pure stupidity.
1: Well, mm-hmm. it's not pure stupidity. I think it's more um liquid courage.
4: You call it liquid yep. courage in a, well in this part of the country we call it indecent exposure.
0: <laughs> right.
4: Which also uh, is also kind of once st- well one kind of pure stupidity.
1: <laughs> true.
0: Very very true. Very yeah, I think true. Yeah, ten
4: days in jail for that here. Oh wow. Of course, it was me, it was me the job that give him life. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, um, I think that really, I think that, um. Arizona needs to go to Houston or somewhere. I mean, because they're they're just not they're just not cutting it.
1: I think Arizona's going to. I've said this all along. I think they're going to Seattle.
0: Seattle. I've done that. Well, Seattle Yeah, Jimmy. Just, okay. Jimmy Seattle had just, that um, feeling for a while. Seattle just
1: just approved they're doing a what is it? Give me like a it's like a four hundred million dollar um, retrofit <laughs> on the arena there to make it a hockey arena.
0: Yeah, it's like six hundred million which is, like, okay. crazy. And, um, you know, they're going to have yes. to do a season ticket drive um, like Vegas had to. But they've, they're they submitting their application to, um, to NHL for an expansion team. So it, it should be pretty interesting to see how, you know, this is going to play out a little bit. Um, you know, I, me personally, I'm just kind of like, wow. Um, I think Seattle is going to be a great market for a team, and whatever um, whatever team goes there, I think it's just going to be great for them.
1: Yeah. You know, I think, of course, Gary
4: Bentman doesn't say Arizona anything about...
1: But,
4: hmm? Go ahead. Of course, Gary Bentman still isn't saying yes, and he's not saying no either.
0: Yeah. So well, they, a, they have an understanding
1: they have an ownership group intact, in ready to have a team. And, you know, my, my thinking all along has been that, you know, Arizona's just been kind of hanging out. They've been playing really bad, but they've been acquiring really good, really, really good quality players in the draft for the last couple of years. Yeah. And I think that, the, and my theory is that they're going to stay in Arizona because um, the ownership group is also part of the uh, the Suns' ownership group. And until they get the stadium built downtown, and then once that happens, then they're moving to Seattle. And the fact that Seattle is, has already um, moved forward on their arena upgrades um, makes me believe that the Phoenix deal for the stadium is pretty close. So, and then I and then I think the expansion will actually come in Kansas City.
0: So, when do you
1: think we'll see this? That makes more sense because that will be the Central. Right.
0: Um, Yeah, because otherwise. I was going to say, because otherwise, they had talked about on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday that if Seattle does get a true expansion team, that they would have to move either Edmonton, Calgary, or Arizona into the Central Division.
4: Right. But uh, when do you think yeah, we'll dude. see this? Um,
0: yeah, they said by 2020.
4: <laughs> Oof, I'll be 50 by then. Thanks. Ooh, you owe me a coke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right.
4: I'll be 50 by then. Ugh. Yuck.
2: <laughs> well, we all, all get older, Lou. Sick.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna throw myself in front of a bus. Thanks. Yeah. I, yeah I'll well,
0: be. You know. Turning turning fifty is not the worst thing in the world. But... <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Yeah, I said I'll be forty-one in twenty-twenty. <laughs> Lucky you. I, all right.
4: <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you do sound kind of young.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you
4: and you and another colleague that um, out of Philadelphia sounds kind of young too, and looks young. Ah,
0: it's nothing wrong with yeah. that. That's for sure.
4: No, she looks young, she sounds young, and she probably is young. Yep. Yeah. If I would have done this, if I would have found out about you guys 20 years earlier, I would have done it. But I only found out about this stuff a year and a half ago.
0: Yeah. Yep,
4: exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, well Lou, we are going to go ahead and let you go. Um, we appreciate right. you calling in tonight. We are so sorry about last week. Um, so am I But like I said I I had a, a vet emergency So we, yes. we took the dog to the vet And he's good now though So that's all that matters
1: Wonderful And go Rangers uh, They're yeah. in the playoffs as, as we speak right now And they're not
4: Third in oh, the wild card spot
1: <laughs> Right <laughs>
4: Exactly Did you give a raspberry? I did <laughs> I think just I did just... I think she just did <laughs> I,
2: did. I, I don't want to talk about it I know right.
4: First of all, it was a little bit weak. You have to do it like this.
2: <laughs> That's better. That's better. Yep.
4: Yes. That's see because I'm yes. from the area and we're known for that. We're more famous for that.
2: Exactly. I can't exactly. You're going to be saying
4: this on, na- on national radio. Oh boy. I'm going I'm going to be in for this week. This should be my last show, folks. It's a nice knowing all of you. But I think I'm going I I'm going to get my hide before this is over.
2: Right. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right, Lou. Well, well you I'm have really a good I'll week. to
4: you next week.
0: Have a good All week. right. We'll talk to you next week, Lou. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Bye. Oh. Lou is always such an adventure to talk to. He's always got some little fact that I never know. Um, right. Well, so this is beautiful. Gonna... I know it is. It's it's wonderful. Um, so we have another caller on the line, and we're going to go ahead and take that caller. You're on the air with Kim and Jimmy. Who's this?
5: Speaking of adventures, Oh that no, that was it's a Chris. good session.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's exactly
2: <laughs> what be <I'm> greeted. <reading.
0: laughs> oh, no, it's Chris. I know you want to talk about your playoff-bound avalanche. That's why I said, oh, no. Yeah.
5: Those, those dreams took, it took a nice hit tonight.
0: Yeah, the Caps killed them, huh?
5: If only they could
0: play, if only they could play Pittsburgh every night,
5: then <laughs> then the ads would be in good shape.
0: Yeah, I don't wanna talk about it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm probably the only Pittsburgh fan that was not totally devastated last night. Um, I, I watched a lot of Pittsburgh fans have meltdowns last night, but they're don't realize that the Avalanche are really not a bad team, and they've gotten a lot better since Matt Duchesne left. Nate McKinnon is absolutely on fire.
1: Well, the the thing the thing about and, hi Chris, how you doing? Um, <laughs> the, the, the thing about the thing about Colorado is they're you know they're not a bad team, like you said. I mean, they right. they compete. You know, they beat. They beat Pittsburgh, you know, and you know they didn't do so well against Washington to tonight. But that, <laughs> but that, it, it, it's hard to play, you know, back to back Pittsburgh Washington. You know that's that's yeah. that's tough on the road. You know I don't I don't care who you are, um, you know even if you're like St. Louis, you're you're still not going to do well coming out of the West and playing those teams back to back. But, um, that's that's the scary part. And we talk about conferences and divisions and things of that nature. And, and you, you know, when you look at the metropolitan division, you look, you know, one through six, they're really good. And then you've got two really like bad teams at the bottom. But right. if you look at the central Colorado's the bottom team and they're beating teams that are the top teams in the other divisions. So, um, yeah, you know, that's that's what makes that's what makes hockey so much fun right now is is that you don't know who's gonna win any night. You know, Man. You, you look at it and you go, Okay, Tampa Bay is playing in Saint Louis, that's the marquee matchup, what are they gonna do? You know? And and then you know, then you look at, you know, well Buffalo's lost like five games in a row, but they're playing in Ottawa, who's terrible. So you got two terrible teams playing in you know, a terrible team with a terrible town, and you know, a terrible arena and terrible uniforms and terrible cheerleaders and all that kind of stuff. And 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 that game was a three-two. That was probably one of the better games that you're gonna watch tonight. So, right, you know, you just never know with with hockey. You know, you, who would have thought the Devils would have beat the Kings five to one?
0: Right. Exactly a lot of people in our pick 'em pool didn't cuz everybody was picking the Kings <laughs> so <Right>. um, <clears throat> you know it's kind of hard to pick against a team that's doing really well especially since they got their their main player back i mean Jonathan Quick last year was a huge loss for the Kings you know um
5: but well, yeah, Quick, you know, has,
0: Quick has played really well this year. He, Yeah, I mean. he has. And I, I like watching the Kings because when Jonathan Quick gets frustrated, he's even better in goal. <laughs> he just has such a focus. And, um, you know, he's, he's an amazing goalie mm-hmm. to watch. Um, I'm starting to figure out that I'm I really starting to like goalies. And, um, you know, I like watching <laughs> – how how they get the in position. Mm. Unless, I don't like one in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> then it's a different story. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I really, this year, I've taken a lot of notice of the goalies and whether they're in the correct position when, you know, play the other teams in the defensive or the offensive zone. And I watch how quick they are from post to post. And then I go Google, well, how tall is this guy? Or, you know, how, you know, I Google their stats. And um, <clears throat> that's one of the things that I'm, I'm really intrigued about this year is the goalies. And I don't know why, but I, I just like watching them play. I mean. Well, you but, don't um, one of
1: we the things that you watch. You watch. Go ahead, Chris.
5: Goalie play is always awesome to watch for me. I, I, that, that's how I got started in watching hockey was watching Mike Richter and all the things that he did in goal. And I was like, how does this guy move like that? And then obviously being in the Northeast, the net, you know, moving on to Martin Brodeur, you got to watch just guys who could do things that were amazing. Like, I had no idea how they could do that. And that, that's always been my draw to hockey is the goaltending.
1: Well, you know, you brought up, um, Jonathan quick and and he's a perfect example. And you can take this back to however, however long you want to take it back. But for modern day guys, it's, it's quick. It's Crawford, um, Mark Andre Fleury. Um, 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 what, what's his name, um, King Henry. <laughs> no,
0: hey, Lundqvist.
1: Yeah. Wait, wait, you got,
5: you got to get to the king.
1: <laughs> when when you get, you know, when you get, you, you when you have a goaltender of that caliber and it, the difference that when they play is when they get beat and if, if it's a, a cheap goal or a bad goal, if they get, if that's the first goal they give up, they're not giving up another one. They they become so aggressive, and they become. I mean, they come out, they play the puck, and they um, they just become so f- furious in the net that um, you're not going to get another one past them. And you're really going to. I mean, you might, but you're really going to have to work at it. Whereas you see some of the softer goaltenders. Um, that when they give up that first goal, and they're like, then they go into panic mode, like they're you know I can't give up another one, but you can see that the really good, the true goaltenders, um, really step up their game after they give up a goal. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. The only, problem, the,
5: only, the only problem for Hank is that's usually the first minute of the game. So <laughs> first yeah. well, uh, but, uh, he's in the first fifteen seconds of the game.
1: Well, that's usually not his fault then if it's in the first minute of the game. I mean you gotta have yeah. somebody playing defense.
0: Right. Yep. And trust me, I have seen lately where the defense gets in the way of the goalie. Like I, I know the defense is there to support the goalie, but at times I have seen in quite a few games that I've watched this past weekend, um, and you know it's. It, I, I think I even saw it in one of the. Uh, I think I saw it in one of the college games too, where the defense literally got in the way of the goalie, and the goalie was unable to. They basically goalie interference their own goal their own goalie and it was just, it was interesting. Um, but yeah, so um, I totally lost my train of thought. So, but I know we're kind of on the goalie thing right now. And um, I kind of wanted to flip back a little bit cause we had talked about Buffalo and um, Arizona as, you know, teams that are struggling. And um, one of the teams that's, really shocking is ottawa and we had a question from john about ottawa and i definitely wanted to get to this because of the news that came out this past weekend or this past week um the ottawa senators came out over the weekend and they said that they are asking for teams their players with no movement clauses and no trade clauses would go to and that includes eric carlson whose contract is up this year So even if he gets traded, the team that he gets traded to is probably not going to have him for one year because he's going to be making big bucks next year. Um, John wanted to know, are they selling already? And if so, why? They basically have the same core players as they did to make the Eastern Conference final. So I, I kind of talked to Jimmy about this a little bit last night on the phone, and um, one yeah, of the things to that
1: more than most people know,
0: right? Yeah, I know, right? I call Jimmy and be like, "Oh my God, get, check this out!" But um, no, I, one of the things that I've noticed is that the defense that worked so well last year to get them to the Eastern Conference Finals, because Otto is playing from behind a lot more this year, they. um, the defense is not working, and it's not like they really go away from I think it's the one three one defense and you know i I've noticed that Craig Anderson is not as on point in goal as he was last year, and it seems like Ottawa got worse once they got Matthew Shane and once Eric Carlson came back,
1: well. Eric Carlson, ahead, Carlson is not a um defenseman first to start with. Um he he that's the spot where they they put him out there, but and if he's not um scoring, he's a liability to that team and that's been probably their biggest problem. And like you said when he came back, then um the team kind of relied on him to score. And that's not really what you should rely on your defensemen to do dif- I know yeah. it's i know it I know it's colorful, and I know it's a stat sheet thing um, but your better defensemen don't score, and you know it's it, it's you know it's it's one of those deals where you know everybody points back to Bobby Orr and well he scored all those goals well he scored all those goals because. He played defense, and he created turnovers, and um, he, and that's what Carlson used to do, and he's not doing that now, and you know it, it's he he's more of a liability to that team right now than he is an asset because he's not playing a hundred percent because I don't think he's a hundred percent healthy,
0: right. Well, with the surgery that he sustained in the off-season, I mean, that that was a huge surgery. It's not like it's something that was just a minor surgery. I mean, this was, what, two fractures in his foot that he played through for three rounds of the playoffs? At least in my opinion. I mean, I'm not the end-all, know-all of it, but...
5: Well, the other thing about uh, that's interesting about Ottawa is we talked about that Kim when I hosted the show about them making that trade, or when I co-hosted with you, we we had that discussion about the trade that they made. It's interesting to see them selling off now because they gave up a lot to get duchens and and you know that once that backfired on them now it's interesting looking forward to see the GM now in selling mode rather than trying to, trying to make that, that trade work.
0: Right. Yep. You're exactly right. Um, And you, we did touch on that. And I know from talking to Avalanche fans, DeShane was a very big cancer in their locker room. How much of that carried over to Ottawa too?
1: Well, I don't know about cancers and locker rooms, and I don't know how that all works out. I just know that uh DeShane's a pretty good player and um the the auto situation is 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 more than that um I am really surprised that um the coach is still coaching there um, uh, I, be, be, yeah before you pull the trigger on trying to trade every player on your roster um you could trade one player which is the coach, and try to make a difference that way. Um, Because chances are it's not 11 players or 12 players or 14 players on your team that are playing bad, you know, if if you're playing not. I mean, this is a team that took Pittsburgh to uh, overtime.
0: Double overtime in in Game 7.
1: Exactly. So it's not like there's not any talent there. It's more like... um, maybe the team has stopped listening to the coach. And, um, so maybe you need to look a little more closely at, you know, what is the coach doing or not doing. And, um, you know, if you're the general manager, if you're leaning on the players instead of the coach, um, maybe you need a new GM too. So I don't know. Right. That's that's my thought on that.
0: Um, Which, I mean, it makes complete sense. I I, I guess, um, kind of like John, I'm very surprised that Ottawa is, quote-unquote, selling already. And, you know, we're getting ready to go into the holiday trade freeze. Um, I think it begins December 19th through the 27th. And um, you can't make any moves during that period of time. But, um, you know, and, and then the trade deadline. Is, tell me,
1: do you know why that is?
0: Uh, because they want families to stay together for the holidays, is my best guess.
1: That's, that's exactly right. And that's why the NHL is better than any other league. We don't play on Thanksgiving. We don't play on Easter. We don't play. Um, we take a couple days off for for Christmas, and you can't uproot a family during
0: um, the, holidays. the
1: Christmas season. Yes.
0: Yep.
1: And that's why hockey is they're player friendly. They're family friendly. And, you know, it, you won't see that in the NFL In the NFL, they play on Christmas day. Come on. Right. You know, or in the NHL, you know, or, you know, NBA or whatever. It's like, they don't do that in hockey. You know, it, it you take care of your family. Your family is most important. And, you know, you happen to play hockey. So, right. Mm, sorry. My side note.
0: No, so. that's fine. Cause we, we had that question. Um, Why why doesn't the NHL not play on Thanksgiving? So you just answered that one,
2: (laughs) (laughs) which is great.
0: Yay. So, um, yeah, I mean, I want to try to, you know, get to some of these questions um, this week because they've been hanging around for a couple of weeks now. But um, Joe actually just said that he missed us last week. He hopes everything is okay. Will you be taking a break the next two weeks due to the holidays? And the answer to that is very simple, absolutely not. Unless some emergency comes up, then you know, we will definitely be here through the holiday season.
1: We only take a break when uh Kimmy can't be on because I don't know how to work the board. So one day one day I will learn how to do that and then I'll just be on by myself and then nobody will listen.
0: And then everybody will listen because I'm not on it and I'm kidding. <laughs> but thanks Joe. We were, I'm glad that we were missed. Um, I, I'm, I'm very sorry about last week. Like I said, it was very, very short notice. Um, moving on a little bit here. Nicole had an interesting question for us and she said, now that we have at least a quarter of the season under your belt, are there any changes to your playoff predictions from the beginning of the season?
1: I don't remember. But I don't remember what mine were. I know I had Pittsburgh out. I know I, I'm probably gonna change my mind on Nashville not being in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing well. I had the Wild out. Um, you did. Um, and that I'm still sticking with that. Um.
0: Yeah, I actually would. um, I think I would put Washington back into the playoffs because they're doing a lot more this season with a lot less, which I think is fabulous for the Capitals. Um, And I'm actually going to pull Pittsburgh out.
1: Yeah, I had Washington
0: out of the playoffs. Yeah, you did.
1: uh, But I I can tell you for a fact that didn't have the Devils or the Islanders in, and uh, I'm not sure I'm going to put them in quite yet, but. Um, they're playing really well, and it, it it it's fun hockey to watch when you get to see them. Um, the rest, yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I mean, I had LA in, and I had um, um, Winnipeg in, and I had um, all the usual suspects in. You know, we we talked about Tampa Bay's, you know, it, we're, they'll be in as long as they can stay healthy. And right. staying
0: healthy. So. And I think I may pull, um, Edmonton out of my picks in the West
1: yeah. and put Vegas in. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm not putting Vegas in that, that,
2: uh, I that am. I Cinderella. have faith in Vegas.
1: <laughs> so out. It's going to happen. You know, it's, it's just, it's going to happen. You know, what? And, and if it doesn't, you know, what a great story, you know, um, you know, if they can continue to play the way they're playing, um, that'll be great. But I, I just don't see that.
0: I may put you know. Vegas up as the Stanley Cup champions this year. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you don't. You don't want to beat Vegas though, because Detroit beat them early in the season and have not done well since. Um, you know, I like to be superstitious. I think sometimes I'm more superstitious than hockey players. But um, yeah. So, Chris, would you change any of your playoff picks?
5: Absolutely not. Ride or die. All
0: right. That's a good way to be. I
5: I know Colorado's in last in their division, but it's still it's still early. They can still make a run.
0: Yeah, they could. Anything can happen. I mean, it is only December.
5: So I'm holding strong. (laughs) All right
1: in Colorado it's only four points out of the um, wild card right now so
5: yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's such a tough it's such a tight race and that's what makes that's what makes hockey awesome is yeah. there are so it's, many
0: races no without a doubt um, and it, it gets better as the season goes on I think I, I'm hoping I mean like we kind of answered, and I'll read this question. Um, Meg had sent a question and says, is it just me or does every, does this year the NHL teams, even the bad ones, are looking good and competitive? Every division is so tight. And she's right. I mean, I'm hoping after the first of the year we start to see some of these better teams pull away. But I think it's really going to come down to who makes the best trades with the exception of Tampa Bay, L.A., and um, – the Islanders and the Devils, because those teams are actually doing very, very well. Um, so I, I think it's going to come down to the trade deadline for these teams that are going to be in the wild card and you know, like your third seed, your third seeds and wild card spots. Well,
5: that that's what's going to be that's what's going to be very interesting as we get towards the trade deadline is what teams what teams decide whether, whether they decide, all right, we're going to make a push for it, or they decide, all right, we're doing really well, but we, we can this isn't sustainable. And when they decide to get rid of their players, that's, that's going to be the interesting part.
0: Right. And just so people know, the NHL trade deadline this year is Monday, February 26th. So we still or, got a ways to go. Which is a long a ways away. Yeah. Right. Um,
1: and, and, and the other thing, too, is that in, to that point, um, the um, the cap hasn't increased um, in in the last couple of years. So teams have been kind of stuck with the players that they're at. Um, uh, it's supposed to go up like five million the next year, um, yes. Based on between revenue.
0: three and ten, between yeah. three and ten million dollars, which is a hefty. I mean, right. You got to think there are teams like Toronto that maybe have a million under the cap, and you know, an extra three to ten million is going to really help out with signing re-signing some of those players that they may need to sign in the next couple of years.
1: Well, and, and so a lot of the teams that were. um a lot of teams are just like status quo right now. They're not, they're not moving. They're not, um, they're not getting any better. They're not getting any worse. So you're getting a lot of, um, mid pack teams, um, because everybody's kind of right around that same cap number. And even the bad teams are right around that cap number. So, um, when the cap number increases, I think you will see more of a, more of a jump next year. If that, actually happens, you'll see teams that um, have been struggling against the cap number um, right? like Chicago or Pittsburgh or Washington. Um,
0: Toronto.
1: Toronto Toronto's not struggling at all against the cap.
0: Oh, really? I thought they were earlier in the season.
1: Well, they got like 12-year-old kids playing on their team.
0: <laughs> true, true.
1: They're on rookie contracts. They're they're going to be struggling, um, right? But um, <clears throat> you know that's that's how they were able to go you know go sign some you know veteran players, and that's why they're doing so well. Um, but those are like you know one year deals or two year deals or whatever. So they'll get out they'll get out of those if they need to. But um, you, you know your other teams like your Pittsburghs and your Um, Washington and um, Chicago, for sure, um, are struggling against the cap. Well, when they get cap space next year, they'll be able to sign actually sign players to go with that huge core that they have, and that will make a big difference next year. So, yeah, it's fun this year because everybody's kind of leveled.
0: It is, and it's making each game – important which goes back to your saying the playoffs start in October
2: Mm -hmm. so
0: every game is really starting to count right now um but Chris we're gonna have to let you go because we have another caller on the line so I want to go ahead and get to them before our show ends tonight but we thank you so much for we thank you so much for calling in
5: anytime guys and have a good week
0: you do the same. Hey, thanks
5: for calling in, Chris. Go a P <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they need as much love as they can get.
0: <laughs>
5: <You're
0: right>. Yep. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week.
5: Absolutely, guys.
0: <laughs> Bye. All right, Jimmy, we're going to take this next caller here. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi, you're on the air with Kim and Jimmy. Who's this? Hey, it's Farmer.
6: What's going on, Jimmy? Man, it, it's glad to hear hear, uh, hear 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 your voice and know that uh, you're doing well, sir.
1: Hey, you know what, Farmer? It, it was it was great watching your uh, North Dakota club this last weekend. I got to watch both uh, both games with Saint Cloud State. And yeah. uh And uh, you know what? That's uh, that's the class of the country right there um in college hockey is um the NCHC. You got you you gotta know that.
6: <laughs> well you know I, I wasn't calling to, to, to you know yeah you're you're right though. It it, it seems like uh, uh uh that division is is the powerhouse in uh, college hockey. Well, and you guys all are the doing well from the WCHA
1: and put them yep. all in the NCHC it's well, like, yeah, you
6: know, it's very true, very, very true. You know, Jimmy, um, I, I, I know you guys talked about about college here here earlier in the show, and I, I apologize, uh, Kim, but uh, you know, it's always nice to 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 talk you know to talk some uh, NCAA, um, you know, hockey here with, with Jimmy. Um, what in your top ten for the standings in the uh, in, in the country? Who do you see as, like, wow, why are they there? Oh, let me see. Um, Clarkson? I can name some for you here. You, you have St. Cloud State, Notre Dame. No, I, no St. Cloud Clark- State, I could see in there. Yeah. Notre Dame's number two. Clarkson's number three. Denver's number four.
1: No, as, as far as what teams shouldn't be in there or what?
6: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kind of like you're like, what's the, you know, what is going on here?
1: Well, I would put North Dakota ahead of Clarkson. I would them probably fourth. I would probably okay. have it St. Cloud State, Denver, Notre Dame. Um, actually, I would probably put St. Cloud State, Notre Dame, Denver. Um,
6: so you're not surprised about Notre Dame being number two?
1: Well, what what poll are you looking at?
6: I am looking at it, it, it's on my app, uh, which is um, College Hockey Network. Okay. And they, a, oh. a, a, and they have, and they have Saint Cloud State number one. Notre oh, he's Dame looking at
0: pairwise. The pairwise yeah. pair oh. rankings. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. It's we 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 had to figure early. out which one. <laughs> oh, I'm
6: sorry. Um Clark <laughs> game's number three, Denver's four, uh Cornell's five, Minnesota State six, and North Dakota seven.
1: Yeah, realistically, yeah. I mean I, I, I watched that Saint Cloud State. I watched both games, Saint Cloud State and North Dakota. Um this mm-hmm. last weekend. Sorry you didn't get to watch it. Um <laughs> Those th- that's probably the two best teams in the country. You know, I've watched a lot of college hockey, and those those are probably the two best teams in the country right now. Um, but North Carolina wow. lost, so they had to drop in the in the in the. Uh, I, I I do the U.S. college hockey online poll. That's what I like. Oh, okay, at. Um, gotcha. Denver's not going. Denver's not going anywhere. Notre Dame's won like eleven in a row. I mean, they they swept Minnesota. They sw- yeah. um They've lost their entire uh, conference. <laughs> I
2: think that's yeah, the mean, off. They're I'm so sorry.
1: I mean, you look at
2: you the one. Quali-
1: you look at the quality wins that Notre Dame has had and they're they're right up there with um, the NCHC teams. Um, Clarkson and Cornell, I don't even know why they're even in the top 10, <laughs> but
6: I was I was I was thinking the same thing. So I I kind of wanted you know, you and I generally think the same way on certain teams, and when I saw that, I'm like, you got to be kidding, and then even Ohio State being eight, that's another one that I'm like, what the hey, you know?
1: Well they, well, they just swept the Gophers, and okay. attended fourth, you know, I mean, it's- Gophers aren't. Gophers are not a bad hockey team. They just have played really good hockey teams in the last like three weekends. Right. You know, they played Notre. They played Notre Dame. They got swept. They played Wisconsin. They split. And they played Ohio State. And they they got swept. You know, they
6: played go, North Dakota and, and split. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay but the, the the Clarkson and, and, and Cornell so, but, but I mean
1: when you when you play really good teams in your non-conference and your conference schedule um you're going to lose some of those games yeah but if you're like Clarkson and Cornell and you're playing the um sisters of the poor um and you win congrats to you but you're not really beating anybody
6: <laughs> <laughs> again I, I I agree with you um, I'm going to take up a cu- cu- couple more minutes of your time there, Kimmy, and you know I know everyone calls right. to talk to you, but uh, you yeah, know right. w- whenever you-, <laughs> <laughs> you know whenever I can call and, and talk-, talk with Jimmy, it's a it's a it's a great time, and you know him being in Minnesota and and both of you guys knowing hockey um, by like the back of your hand, Jimmy, I know you guys probably talked about this maybe we last week or two weeks ago. But uh, what is your thinking about hockey being in Seattle, which is not too far away from Vancouver, which already has a team?
1: Well, apparently you weren't listening to the earlier portion of the show or <laughs> many of the no. other portions of the show. But um, I-, I was
6: busy. I'm sorry.
1: That's okay. You have life. It, 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 it evolves. Um,
6: <laughs> my theory on the whole thing...
1: Farmer is, and it's been this way all along. Is that what's going to happen? And I said this. What Kimmy? It was like two months ago.
0: Yeah, before that, Se- Seattle even put their app in.
1: Yep, I said that Seattle's going to going to create a um, an environment where they can have. They're going to upgrade their stadium, and once that happens, then Arizona the um, Arizona is going to push. To get the stadium downtown with the, with the, um, uh, with, with the, with, with the basketball Phoenix team, fun. the Phoenix. Thank you. Fun. Um,
0: You're welcome.
1: And, uh, they're going to push to get that done. And once that gets done, then Phoenix is going to move to the, um, the Arizona team is going to move from Arizona to Seattle. Wow, okay.
6: I guess that makes Seattle sense. will
1: have a hockey team.
6: Yeah, as long as it's not a bird, I will probably root for it, Jimmy. I'm just I'm just let, letting you know that right now.
0: <laughs> well, everybody is taking shots at me tonight. Holy crowley, <laughs> that's crazy. Everybody that's caught in how, has taken a shot.
6: <laughs> how, how is me saying I would never root for a bird t- taking a shot at you, Kimmy?
0: Oh, because everybody calls well, the penguins were...
6: the flightless birds.
0: <laughs> oh, That's well, fine. come on, come on now, farmer. Well, well were... no,
6: I, I think for... Jimmy knows. You... I think Jimmy knows exactly I know. you were why. For I was fighting watch. hawk. You for... No, wow. I, I don't even. I don't. I don't even acknowledge that team.
0: <laughs> he doesn't know what that means. I know. He still I calls I don't even know what that, fighting what
6: You know exactly.
0: So. um yeah no i just but, i was just having to because Chris called in earlier and took the avalanche shot, and then i you say something about birds, and I'm like everybody calls the pens the flightless birds <laughs> wow, I'm kidding <laughs> but, um no i mean no
1: back back to your your comment on Seattle will have a team by twenty twenty whether it's an expansion nope. team or um a removement. um I think that they're probably going to get the removement from the Arizona club. Um, that's just my own personal thinking on that. Um, but right. they will have a team. They will have a team in that arena by twenty twenty. Do you
6: see re? Do you, do you see reshuffling around? You know, we we always see right around about this same time of year. You know, shuffling of different divisions and and teams going into different areas and that type of thing. Do you think with with Seattle getting a team in 2020 is that they're going to have to reshuffle? Well, if
1: they if they move the team from Arizona, um, that opens up Kansas City, and I think Kansas City is uh, there's already works in in play there because um, the ownership group um, of Chicago um, owns the arena in Kansas City, and they want they want a new team down there. Um, right. Cause they, they originally had the comments down there. I think it was. Um, and so they, they want to, they want to put a new team down there and that would be a, a more logical expansion market of, of all the ones that they're talking about. Um, just because it would fit in that that's a, a you know, central division team that would fit in. It's a rivalry, te- rivalry city for all, you know, for Dallas and Minnesota and, um, Chicago and all, all of those teams. So you know that would be the that would be the most realistic expansion, um, and it wouldn't take it. It won't take much to get that arena up. So I mean, it's already an eighteen thousand seat arena. They just need to put the amenities in and put the you know the Starbucks in and all that kind of crap. But um, right, they. <laughs>
6: And, and a uh, chicken filet that, that's only not o- open on Sundays, but, you know, that's. Yeah. Fair. Well, they yeah.
1: won't, they won't put Chick-fil-A there, but uh, anyway, they, you know, <laughs> uh, and in Kansas city, you know, they don't have a, a, a basketball team. So, I mean, that's a good market. And, um, and, well, it's a great market for, for football and for, um, for, for baseball, you know, I mean, they have, two of the best arenas, you know, best um stadiums. And they could just you know oh. they could they could really build that, you know, I think it's called Comet Arena or whatever right now. They could really build that up. And uh oh,
2: I think I
1: think that's where the NHL should go. You know, move Arizona up to Seattle and then expand in, in Kansas City. You know,
0: and just I, to interrupt here picked... for a second guys. Yeah. Um, I just want to let our, let our listeners know that in five minutes we will not be live, but you can catch us on our podcast. Either go to Radio AFS with the link that is posted to or pinned to the top of the Facebook page, and you can download the remainder of the podcast and listen to the full thing. Um, also, it's on iTunes. You can do the same thing. So I just wanted to let everybody that's listening live know. So I'm Sorry. Or, or guys, you could actually just call in and,
6: and listen that way. And true. And, and I'm sure Kimmy ha- has given that phone number. But I'll do it one more time for you, Kimmy. Uh, it's six four six 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 eight eight four six seven. And uh, you know, you know, if you're listening out there, just call in and 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 that type of thing. But uh, right, I, I'm gonna, we I'm can tell a Farmer how to go. show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, I I I don't promote it. Um, I, I'm I, I'm not here right. to do that. But, uh, you know, let's, uh, let, let's look into January 5th, and, and then I'll let you go. And, and you know which team I'm talking about. Nor, North Dakota doesn't play until January 5th again, um, and they play ne- uh, Nebraska-Omaha. It's always a tough mm-hmm. game between the Sioux and Nebraska-Omaha. Jimmy, where do you see this game going? Do you, do you see a sweep, or do you see a split? Um, oh, the the Sioux <laughs> University of North Dakota, sir. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I I I I see North Dakota winning both of those games. I I don't see um, uh, uh, Omaha's. You know, had they've, they've had they had their run. They're done. Um, um, I would be surprised. You know, it, it at that point now where um Nodak has to win most of their games now just to be competitive. Right. Because, you know, St. Cloud State Denver are so good that um and well, in St. Cloud State proves that they're better than Nodak. So Nodak has to like look at, okay, now we have to win against the inferior um player, teams in our conference and um, so, I mean, they're going to have to come at it every, every weekend now. I mean, there's, there's no weekends off for them. If, if they want, I mean, granted, they're, they're still going to get to, they're still going to be in the tournament. But if they want to be a high seed in, in the NCHC, which I know they want to be, um, because they haven't been there in a while, you know, they haven't been top seed in the conference in, like, for a long time. Um, so if they want to be up there with Saint Cloud State in Denver, um, they're going to have to beat the lesser teams like Omaha. So I, I I I kind of see that being a split, not a split, but a, a sweep. All right.
6: Well, right, guys. Uh, I, I, again, Kimmy, I, I want to thank you for uh, getting me on and and uh, oh, my so always pleasure. A pleasure to uh, to uh, talk with uh, Jimmy here on uh, Stay. Out of your crease or my crease or how about we just <laughs> stay out of all the goalie creases, right?
0: Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> okay, before
1: you, before yep. you go, um,
6: yeah.
1: Duluth—they're seventeenth mm-hmm. in the USCHO poll right now, in the eight and nine. Okay. Do you still think
6: that, do you th- do you think they're that, that good? You're breaking up on me, Jimmy. I'm sorry.
1: No, I'm just saying. Um, Duluth. Duluth is eight, nine, and two right now, but they're seventeenth in the in the nationwide poll.
6: Mhm.
1: Are they that? Um, are they that good? E- <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh.
6: <laughs> Uh, you take shots at, at, at my Nodak team, and then you can make me <laughs> want to conference on yours. <laughs> well, I'm
1: just being realistic with your Nodak team. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know my—I—I I can tell you right now, my golfer team is—is is not tenth in the country. They're terrible.
6: I, I would agree with you on that one. Um, you know. The uh, the Bulldogs are the uh, they're a team that I think the uh, college world out there um, wants them to do really really well. Um, it's it, I, I I've looked at the polling and, and this is digging deep, but they have Arizona State at fifty second. So if they can have oh, wow. an Arizona State fifty second, they can have a bulldog team you
1: know, 17. So they, uh, they released <laughs> the, um, they released the juniors team as mm-hmm. far as um, what, what teams are going to play for the U S for the juniors this year. And mm-hmm. I think there's one from North Dakota, I think one or maybe two from Minnesota, a couple from um, Boston and Boston university and five, from Minnesota Blues. yeah. So it just maybe says,
6: you know that team has talent. Maybe, I, I'm not gonna maybe you know, I'm not maybe gonna be, a big talent that yes. you and I don't see. Um, there, you tell me that's that 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 you know you watch them more more than I do. The only time I watch them is is when uh, uh, North Dakota plays them. Um, I, I they've always been a team with talent, with talented kids. It's the matter of if the talented kids can play well with each other and make each other look good versus themselves. And, and, and I think um, maybe down the stretch, the, these young kids there in uh, Minnesota Duluth can actually gel together. And, uh, you know, uh, they just need to watch out. You know, the, the uh, league could, could be put on notice by, by these kids. Um, where well, if they it, gel together, if that coach you know if that coach makes them work together instead of being selfish for each other
1: well and and here's the thing too is you know Duluth has always been one of those teams that um and in and, and North Dakota's the same way, and don't take this as a slam because it's it's not um where the coach develops the kids um and doesn't necessarily have high level talent when they when they get there. But yep. when they leave they're high level talent.
6: No, um, definitely. And and North Dakota is known for um recruiting blue blue level chip players.
1: Right. Um, you know, whereas Minnesota gets the the blue chip the what, you know the best player out of the out of the of the state or whatever, you know, and they have to deal with mm-hmm. the fact that they're leaving in a year or a year and a half. Um but the fact that Duluth has Five kids on that 21 and younger team. That's, that is kind of scary as far as where Duluth is going to go now. You know, I mean, maybe not this year, but, you know, when these kids come together, you know, know, they're reloading right now in Duluth. That's something that they don't normally do.
6: Right. Oh, definitely. You know, in in, in North Dakota, if I'm not mistaken, is, is a not a young team, but they're not an old team. You know, they're kind of that that middle ground team, um, and you a lot of, you know, a lot of um, juniors and sophomores. Yeah, yeah. Um, where Minnesota Duluth has a lot of freshmen. You know, it's going to be the league will, will definitely maybe not this year, Jimmy, but uh, watch out next year for the uh, Bulldogs.
1: I know, it's, and that's it's compliment.
6: And that's, that's and that's a compliment.
1: Fun. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> you know, it's, it... fun. It, it's fun because the MCHC is clearly the class of um, college hockey. And it's if it's not St. Cloud State, Denver or North Dakota or Duluth, you know, look at Western Michigan this year. Holy crap, who expected that?
6: I know I didn't. <laughs> I know.
0: Nobody did. <laughs>
6: it's like Nobody the uh, ponies yeah, it's like the ponies got let loose and tally-ho they go. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, Kimmy, yep. I think this is the first time in the your show has been around that I actually praised Minnesota Duluth. I, I actually believe actually called them by, by their real name. You know, yeah, I, I called them by their real name. You know, I'm, yeah. you know.
0: I'm proud of you, Farmer. I really am. I know how yeah, hard it is for too. you. I'm very proud of you. <laughs>
6: Right, but
0: yeah. Yeah. but I think that's going to be our show for tonight, Farmer, but I appreciate you calling right. in.
6: You're welcome, and uh, definitely thank you for uh, having me on, Jimmy. Um, if I don't talk to you uh, before the uh, New Year, and also Kimmy, um, you guys have a very Merry Christmas and a safe and Happy New Year.
0: You do the thank same, you, Farmer.
6: You, and uh, go Sue. Bye, guys.
0: <laughs> Bye, <God>. Bye Farmer. <laughs> he is definitely one of the biggest North Dakota fans that I've ever met in my whole entire life. And um when it comes to the NHL, Farmer is the type of person that roots for former Nodak players instead of just a particular team, which is really nice. But wow, what a great Show tonight Jimmy and it was so good To be back Um, I know we didn't get to all of our questions This week but when do we ever get to those Um, I will definitely Save those for next week Um, Keep them coming in We will get to them as soon as we can But don't hesitate to send us questions We don't mind Um, But I think that's it So next week um, we do have a special show Planned and um, We will um, Combine a couple of things between college and NHL, and I hope everybody will join us for that. I will post on Facebook later this weekend a question for our page our page fans to answer, and hopefully we get some good answers back from them. But um, we'll be back here next week, barring any medical emergencies. And, mm-hmm. um We thank you very much for your patience, and, again, we apologize for last week. But that's my final thoughts. Anything from you, Jimmy?
1: Uh, No. Other than that, um, I think we should do good this week. Um, Don't forget to root for your team. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to root for the other teams. Don't forget to root (laughs) for hockey. If there's a game on, watch the game. You know, you don't necessarily have to have a horse in the race to enjoy the hockey game, you know. I I think that's the number one thing that I taught Kimmy, is that hockey's a fun sport to watch. It's much more fun to watch than football, because you don't have a commercial break every 12 minutes. Right. So, I don't know, that's just me. Or I had to, yeah. I tried to watch football on Sunday, and, and that was really painful. Um just because you never get to watch the game.
0: No, nope. It's uh and you know, Jimmy, Jimmy is right. One of the things that I've learned over the last couple of years is to enjoy the game for what it is regardless. And don't hold out there for your, um, your wins and losses. Don't base that on your season. Um, you know, if you get 82 games, that's 82 games that you got to enjoy. I, you know, I, honestly average about two to three hockey games a night and we all know Pittsburgh doesn't play two or three games a night and they don't play every night of the week. So I actually watch a ton of hockey and on the weekends, I usually find a college game to immerse myself in. And, um, you know, I forego the NHL on Friday night unless Pittsburgh's playing and then I watch them. But for the most part, I have a college game on Friday night. And it's just, it's super enjoyable. So, but we we thank everybody for listening and calling in. Thanks, Farmer, Chris, and Lou, for calling in tonight and being a part of our show. And um, I guess we'll see you guys back here next week.
1: Oh, and and one final thing. um, The Wild did win tonight against Calgary. In In it out.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs)
0: Yep. I saw that. And I actually picked the wild in the pool. So look, I'm not a jinx, there which I'm go. sure next week, Chris will tell you that I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. everybody have a great week and we'll see you back here next week.